0: This episode of Bounce Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Winning parlays, if you're looking for them in BKFC, you gotta be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing, $50 buys, you get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible, it is what works for you, and this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets, you can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram, and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on, fifty dollar buy. All right, on this episode of Bare Knuckle Radio, very excited to be talking to an individual who's readying to compete on what many are calling the biggest BKFC card in history, and that all goes down on December the second with BKFC fifty-six. We have Keegan Vandermeer knuckling up and towing the line against Esteban Rodriguez and great end to have Keegan back on Bare Knuckle Radio. How are you doing, man? You having a solid day?
1: i'm doing good um thank you for having me back on and uh man the pleasure's mine i'm, I'm always happy to do these with you
0: yeah it was great to hear definitely you know likewise mutual appreciation on my end and just kind of curious to get some of your thoughts on kind of what i was saying in the intro there like in as far as how it feels to be part of such a huge event
1: um and um for me personally, not only is it uh, such a huge event for bare knuckle in the sport, um, you know, Utah—it's their first bare knuckle event. Um, it's a—it's a place that's—it's um, pretty close to my heart because I was born and raised in Cedar City, Utah, and um, shoot, uh, ever since I was a kid, I've just—I've just always dreamt of being like just a real good fighter, just like a real good martial artist. Being able to compete in lots of places, and um, recently with hearing that that show was going to head to Utah, man, you know I had to get a piece of the action.
0: Yeah, I love hearing that, and I saw you had a post a few weeks ago talking about this fight. I thought one of the posts was very interesting, because within the caption you were saying another five, possibly six rounds of action-packed violence. Are you kind of mentally readying yourself for one of those like sudden-death round like you know, insane kind of fights. It almost seems like you're looking at this fight in a certain sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um man, I'm I'm ready for I'm ready for any and everything. Um and uh shoot man, just really even speaking on the fight itself, like, you know, this is a, this is a super tough
0: Yeah and so much to you know discuss with this fight but I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't touch on I guess some of the more recent happenings you know since we you know last got to chop it up and whatnot because I'm kind of curious about the mentality heading into this in a certain regard because you're you know still unbeaten in bare knuckle at this juncture but I mean you did have that gloved boxing bout against Gustavo Trujillo like a bit after your last BKFC win in fact one week after which i thought was you know commendable that you did that and all but i guess just curious to get the mindset is it more of a you know get back in the win column sort of mindset or is it like i'm undefeated in bare knuckle this is bare knuckle i guess i'm curious on the mindset in that sense I
1: think, um for me personally um as an amateur i just want uh, i'll just fill you in with like a little bit of background as an amateur um i had a split decision loss in um uh, more time and it kind of uh It didn't make me gun-shy. It didn't didn't really uh, put me in a place where I couldn't function as a fighter. I don't have... um, Me, personally, I feel like my pride and my ego play into fighting when I truly come against something that I can't really get around. And then it begins, you know, I start trying things I wouldn't normally try, and then I get out of my element. Um, But for me, losing and learning to lose... Um, as an amateur was very critical for me um, and it was very important for me and I took that loss and instead of kind of like shying away from it and like not really talking about it when people when people would talk about it you know, I just, I own it I still, I, you know I just, you just gotta own everything and that's really one of our responsibilities as martial artists not just martial artists but also fighters you know, you go out there and um, you know, I really put my best out there and, uh, that was, you're right. That was a week after I just had a fight. So for whatever condition I was in for whatever recovery I was able to make, um, you know, mentally and emotionally, I was still chomping at the bit. Um, and when you put the pieces of the puzzle together, um, I'm a cruiserweight and I'm c- competing in the cruiserweight division. Um, so eventually I want to touch gold. Um, so Hearing how well Gustavo fared in bare knuckle, um, and just kind of seeing the notoriety that comes with uh, being able to hang with someone like that, I felt like it was a calling that wasn't going to come later. And um, I just wanted to, I wanted to test, just you know, test and, and measure myself up against someone and see if I could really edge that out. <laughs> So, um, I don't like to speak on other people's business too much, but, you know, you saw how well uh, um, Gustavo did not BKFC. So, you know, if, uh, if I can even get to that amount or that level, for me, that's like, that's pretty ultimate. You know, he went 4-0, four knockouts, so... I felt like I felt like I could test myself with that. So um, with this fight, I don't feel like I'm trying to get back into the win column. Um, I honestly, I honestly forgot the boxing match. (laughs) I've been having so much fun with what I've been doing lately um, and just discovering new elements of my game. Um, So I don't have I don't feel one way or another, really. To me, this is every fight that I go into. um, For me, it's it's do or die so um it just it doesn't matter if i was on the winning end if i had won that boxing match i'd still go into this fight with the same mentality so you
0: know i love hearing that and speaks to just how experienced you are with combat sport and how long you've been doing it for so i mean that's a great mindset to have and i mean i think some context for Listeners, if for whatever reason they're not privy to it, I mean, in talking about Gustavo Trujillo and the bare knuckle specific run, I mean, this is a guy who beat—he's a beast.
1: You cannot discount that. That man, and uh, and you know, word word is bond. That guy can hit.
0: Yeah, I mean, the one blemish Lorenzo Hunt has. I mean, that Gustavo Trujillo individual is that lone loss for Lorenzo. So I think that speaks volumes. Yeah,
1: so, um, you know, it's just, um, I don't like to do things and then try to, like, gauge and place myself, like, in one place or another, but, you know, I I went and had my go at it, and, you know, it's, uh, I just kind of looked at that as, you know, okay, well, this happened, it was a calculated risk, and now it's onward and upward.
0: Yeah, I mean, great mentality. I love hearing that insights and everything, or that insight, rather, but, Curious to get some insights on the training preparations, because you were kind of talking about how you're in that cruiserweight division and your opponent coming up here, I mean, very much a cruiserweight, but did previously also fight in BKFC as a heavyweight. But it does seem like you're getting in a certain amount of heavyweight work. Like I saw Todd Todd Duffy rather came through Genesis Training Academy and whatnot. Like, what was that experience like?
1: um, Shoot, and then uh, also shout out to uh, my other training partner, um... Alonzo Emil, the second, man, uh, sparring with those two guys is, um, one, it, 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 every experience that I'm having with this and getting ready for these fights, I'm always building a lot of respect for the sport, um, and, you know, for me, already being a big guy, for the most part, I don't have too much of a hard time, and, um, man, those two are no joke. It was through no joke. And uh that work was very well needed. It was very, it was very much, very much needed to put me in the right place mentally and emotionally and physically.
0: Yeah, and maybe this is a curious question to even answer, but I mean you seem like a guy who, even though you've been in the game for a bit now, like specific to bare knuckle, you seem very like studious and analytical about it, like really trying to Pick up the craft. I feel like Todd Duffy is in an interesting spot because he's facing someone in Ben Rothwell who has a pair of fights under his belt at this point. And I mean, in training preparations, you can only tell a certain amount from like what someone's going to do in bare knuckle from at least what I've kind of heard there. Like, what are your thoughts on like what he could, I guess, bring to the table in this debut effort against someone like Rothwell?
1: Um, shoot, man. Uh, one big, uh, first thing, big respect duffy and um huge thank you to todd duffy and his team for even working with me and uh letting me letting me be a part of that because um you know as as a fighter i, I take preparation serious so being able to be a part of that uh gave me a, it humbled me a lot um and and todd humbled me a lot <laughs> um uh i would say as far as preparation um his best bet going into this is uh You know, don't fight Rothwell's fight. Don't, uh, even though the size and uh, probably the motion uh, seems like it gets in the way of a lot, um, I'm learning that with the bigger guys, you really just got to let them get in their own way and hit what what they can't move well, which is that midsection. So, you know, I feel like, um, man, uh, I read this thing about bare knuckle boxing back in the day. (laughs) You know, and um, they had this, they would talk about, you know, size and weight mismatches were actually a really common thing. Um, And it was actually partially uh, what would make a lot of the money circulate around that stuff. So, well, and not just the way they held their hands, but the way they fought. It wasn't necessarily to to really hit the head so much. You, you know, you break these big guys down by hitting them well to the body. And you do your homework. It's going to take some shots up top, but, man, everyone's off switch is the body. That's everybody's off switch. So that would be my one my one piece of advice is anywhere that you know you've got the range to hit that body and move, bang that midsection.
0: I mean, could that also apply to like what you would be also doing in this fight just with your opponent having a certain, you know, defined kind of frame? I mean, not that you're a small guy per se, but I mean, like we were saying, he previously fought it. You're right,
1: because that's honestly also mentally what I've been preparing for as well, because you know, even though he's in the cruiserweight division, this guy is clearly larger than I am. So, um, uh, footwork um and i feel like for me i feel like my boxing is real clean i don't like to brag too much but i think i think my boxing is real clean i feel like i'm probably one of the cleaner boxers in the cruiserweight division there's good punchers there's good fighters um but i truly believe i truly believe i've got a clean style of boxing
0: yeah it's interesting it seems like I mean like you said you're not one to toot your own horn as much but I was seeing you were working with Chris Camozzi before his BKFC fight in April and he was kind of discussing on I think it was like a Reddit forum he was talking about you readying to you know fight Gustavo and he's like oh this will be a really good fight Keegan is a very very good boxer Camozzi was saying so it seems like your I guess training partners and whatnot are the ones that maybe do the talking about your fighting ability more so
1: yeah and i man i i try to that's that's my aim that's always been my aim um that's just kind of the the kind of person i am i try to let my work uh do the talking try to let my hands do the talking um and uh shoot i i just feel like as long as i stick to that uh
0: Yeah, and it seems like you would be more inclined to, like, I guess, lift someone else up. I mean, when we were talking last, it seemed like we were getting into, like, the fact that you've steadily cornered a lot of, like, young amateur gloved boxers through fighter's chance and different things like that. So, it would seem like you'd be more, I guess, inclined to, like, lift someone else up and do it in that kind of sense, as opposed to, like, bigging yourself up, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and, um, you know, uh, for anyone listening, I just, you know, I just want to say that, you know, no matter...
0: What approach you take um, if you're ever in
1: a situation like I'm in just remember that every dog has its day so you know just uh, for me uh, my lifestyle is more about just staying prepared and, uh, and staying ready as ready as I possibly can because um, I've had opportunities come to me and me not being necessarily as prepared as I wanted to be. And I've had to pass opportunities up because I wasn't doing, you know, the regular.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think that speaks to just like, you know, learning and just the general journey. So it seems like that was like a pivotal moment for you. Like, it seems like you'd be maybe ready to, I guess, like especially seize this moment now and stuff like that, like be more present. yeah no love to hear that man that's an awesome place to be for sure but I guess one of the last things I wanted to touch on because I mean very impressive in BKFC so far with a pair of finishes and I mean both of your fights cumulatively not even making up one full round in bare knuckle fighting championships are we looking at three and oh with three first round finishes at BKFC 56 or is it just more like adapting to what happens and see how the fight plays out kind of thing
1: uh, this is probably going to be adapting to what's happening and see how the fight plays out. Just because, um, uh, uh, just kind of on that same token, I don't, I don't, I try not to say anything for sure. Um, uh, same as before, you know, just keep an open mind, uh, and be ready for anything and just don't blink,
0: cause you know these these fights they with the circumstances
1: of how these are set up, you know um tables can turn at any time so it's just my job to go out there and uh be sharp until it's done and uh if it's done before five rounds then then uh then cool but if it goes to five rounds then i'm planning on being sharp all five rounds and looking like it's the first round every round
0: yeah i was gonna say very exciting fight and talking to you definitely getting the excitement going more. It seems like both of you are really locked in for this fight and just looks very entertaining on paper and whatnot. But you've been great with your time, man. Always fun getting to talk to you. I feel like you have a great mind for the game. But just in being mindful of your time and whatnot, curious if maybe there's like a final parting thought that you'd want to add as we're sort of wrapping up, Keegan.
1: Um, my final parting thought would uh, would really just be, um, you know, this uh, this is a pretty big event. Um, There are a lot of great fights out there, um, and there are a lot of great fighters on this card. Um, This is specifically my opportunity to um, place myself on par as far as uh, pedigree and uh, in class. You know, this is my opportunity to put myself on par with the people on the card as well as the fighters that would be showing up to watch. Um, This is, in a sense, this is supposed to be my coming out party. So, um, I'm locked in. I'm locked in and uh, I'm ready for whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, it definitely comes across and a very interesting sort of, you know, placement on the event and everything. Because I feel like that's a classic, like, promoter, I guess, methodology that I've seen in the last, like, even 10 plus years. Where it's like, they'll take, like, a very exciting you know action heavy kind of fight and have that as like that featured prelim to kind of get people saying damn i need to buy this pay-per-view like i need to see what's going on so yeah kind of an interesting spot
1: um uh i've i know i know there's a lot of talent out there but uh shit man just just keep an extra eye on what i got going on i plan on i plan on stealing the show
0: yeah i was gonna say the fact that this is you know as stacked of an event as it is and that this could very well be the fight of the night. I mean, anyone that I think follows the circuit would attest to that. But, you know, really appreciate you coming on and giving great insights on Bare Knuckle Radio. Really stoked to see this Esteban Rodriguez fight, man, December 2nd. Getting closer and closer and should be a huge event with BKFC 56. And, yeah, definitely stoked to, you know, check things out. But until then, man, you have a good rest of your day, and thank you for the time. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. This episode of Bouts Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Winning parlays. If you're looking for them in BKFC, you got to be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing: $50 buys. You get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible. It is what works for you. And this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets. You can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram. And get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on. $50 buys.